You're listening to Episode 7 of the Bookcast for Dwell, an Advent Study in Liturgy. This bookcast has been designed to give you another format in which to engage the content of the book. Hi, my name is Rachel Fernbach. I'm the author of Dwell and your host for these episodes. Today we're continuing Week 1 with Day 5, and we're dwelling on this theme of promised hope. We hope because God is faithful to keep His promises. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Genesis 3.15 ESV In scripture, hope is treated as a verb, not a noun, unlike what we do with it in our westernized English. Hope, for us, is a state of wishful thinking. We have a desired outcome, and we wish for it to come true. We don't have an assurance one way or another. We want it to happen, but there's no guarantee that what we want will come to pass. But for the biblical authors, hope was synonymous with expectation, anticipation, and trust. How interesting, then, that trust is the very thing Eve had a problem with at the foot of the tree. When faced with a choice to hope in the Creator with whom she dwelled, she chose doubt. Hebrews 10-23 is a perfect example of how the word hope is used by the early church. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. While the sentiment within the statement is strong on its own, when read within the context of the passage, it becomes a testament to God's desire to dwell with us in his execution of the restorative plan to do so. Within chapter 10 of Hebrews, we read of how God gave the Israelites a way to dwell with him. We'll read more about this during the next two weeks. And how God's ultimate desire was to reconcile with his creation so that he could dwell and co-rule, not just with Israel, but with humanity as a whole. Israel waited in hope for the promises of God to materialize. They didn't wish God would keep his word. They knew and expected God to keep his promises. Later, when the Messiah died, rose, and ascended into heaven, the early church waited with hope that one day he would return because he had promised to do so. The author of Hebrews reminds us that we hold fast our confession, that we are forgiven and given access to God through the shed blood of Christ. The flimsy fig covering of our own construct just won't cut it. We need the covering of his design. It is the perfect covering the one that was promised all the way back in Genesis chapter 3. Israel's confession was that of expected hope for a Messiah. The early church's confession was that of expected hope for full forgiveness and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Do we hold fast our confession of hope? Do we take God at his word that Christ's sacrifice was the promised restorative plan? Do we trust that because of Christ's death, In resurrection, we have been restored to co-dweller and co-ruler status. Do we wait with expectation and anticipation? Do we hope for God to use us to tell others about the redemption offered through Christ and to bring the world back into communion with Him? Do we hope for the full restoration of heaven on earth with the return of Christ? This far removed from the early church, we have lost the sense of urgency and nearness of the return of Christ. Add to that the dissenting and confusing views of eschatology. It's a hard word, but it just simply means the study of end times. 
And we have become a group of believers worried more about the present than about a future we don't expect to see in our lifetime. But we have this hope. God is faithful to forgive, faithful to redeem, and faithful to restore. He has promised to return and write all things into propriety. In this present day, let's move with hope for the future, because God is faithful to keep His promises. Thank you for joining me today as we dwelled on the theme of promised hope. Join me tomorrow as we continue to dwell with God this Advent season.